Hi, green team. Welcome back. Today, we are going to delve into your workspaces, whether that is in your home office or the office you share with your coworkers. We're going to give you some tips to make it more eco-friendly and reduce your carbon footprint. We're going to share how to green up your space with plants, how technology can help you be more environmentally friendly and ways to reduce and recycle at home or at the office. Northeast Ohio listeners, we will be sharing a ton of resources, especially for you. All right, green team, let's get started. Hi, I'm Jess Taylor. And I'm Natalie Ringeis. And we love the green life. Welcome to our podcast. We are both teachers, mamas, nature lovers, and passionate about changing the world we live in and helping to save the planet by inspiring others. Join us as we discuss practical ways to live a more sustainable, healthy, and green life for you, your family, and even your fur babies. Love the Green Life is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that promotes cruelty-free, chemical-free, and compassionate living. You can learn more about us and what we do at lovethegreenlife.org and on Facebook and Instagram at lovethegreenlife.org. Are you ready to take the next step in your green journey? Well, you are in luck because we have officially relaunched our plant power program and we are so ready to work with you whether you are somebody who wants to cut out harmful chemicals from your food and need help understanding ingredients and labels or you're just wanting help and reaching your goals breaking some habits and even if you are already on an alternative diet like being a vegan or gluten-free, dairy-free, any of those things, and you just need some help with meal planning and navigating some social aspects. This program is for everyone. It's a 13-week lifestyle program. It is not a weight loss program or a nutrition course. It's not designed to turn you into a vegan. It is a program designed to help you live a better, healthier, and greener life and eat cleaner with some more veggies in it. We do this in a way that makes sense for busy families and to fit into your daily life to help you succeed at it. We have added some great features to our program. We're so excited about this relaunch. You will get all 13 modules with weekly doable action steps, community support, bi-weekly Q&A office hours where you get to ask us any questions you have and you can get the help and support that you need on what you specifically have going on in your life. You will also get two one-on-one calls with us so we can support you with your specific goals. In Plant Power, you will be meal planning like a pro. You'll be setting goals and changing habits, shopping smarter, learning about healthy swaps, and getting some great recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks too. We are so excited to say that Plant Power is now up and accepting new members. It truly is an honor to be able to go on this journey with you. To learn more about Plant Power, apply and sign up. Head to lovethegreenlife.org slash plantpower for all the details. And make sure if you are not already on our email list to head to lovethegreenlife.org and get on our email list. This way you will have up-to-date information as we roll out more. And you'll even get a plant-based journey guide just for signing up for our email list. We are so looking forward to working with you and helping you truly love the green life. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you today? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about office spaces today because my first home office was my, my bed. 
-hmm. where I would do lesson plans and grade papers because that's the only place I could go to shut the door. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and mine used to be just my living room. That's where I would do all my choreography, push the couch aside and (laughs) work on choreography. But here we are today looking at each other and we're both in our home offices, right? Look how much we've grown. So many people have home offices now. Yeah. I know like even at the company my husband works with, they have people now that regularly work from home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it it started off obviously with COVID Mm -hmm. and wherever he was home. And then now people have kind of adapted this new lifestyle. Yes. So today we're going to talk about things you can do at either you know, yes. some might be a little bit more specific to being at the office, but we have plenty of tips for things you can do at home. And one huge benefit of working from home is reducing your carbon emissions because you're not driving as much. Absolutely. So or that, even using public transport. Or mm-hmm. even if you're a hybrid, you know, I know several people who work from home like three days and then go into the office too. Mm-hmm. So even just that you're driving less, which is also saving you money because you're not spending as much money to buy gas for your car huge fan of that. I I know, right? (laughs) That was one of the best things I think about when we were stuck during that quarantine time. I was like, oh, our gas budget on our budget sheet was just Mm -hmm. like cross out. It it felt so good not not spending, (laughs) you know, $45 a time at the pump. Yeah. Even just last night, my husband said, can our next car be an electric car? I was like, absolutely. Like, I don't like, look who you're asking. You know what I mean? Like, ah, uh, yeah, really pull my arm on that one. That's like asking like a vegan, do, would you like a salad? Right. <laughs> like that, that really is like, yeah. yes. And I was like, I uh, uh, no, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> and I've worked in office spaces. My college job was in an office space with the university I attended and our, the school I worked for for years was very eco-conscious in paper usage. And when I student taught, not only when I student taught, but also with my service hours as an educator, a lot of the areas in which I taught in were very low poverty areas. And with the way schools are currently funded, it was within some areas that had a lot of struggle. They didn't have a lot of money to spend for pupils to the point where the teachers were given so many reams of paper for the year Mm -hmm. to make their copies and they had to put in a code. I mean, it was very, very monitored, which is an unfortunate event, you know, for teachers who are trying to teach and do their ways and for the children, but there is some ecological like help there. Then you're reducing their usage. They're really being intentional. So I think as we talk today, a lot of these things that we're going to discuss is just you learning to be just a little bit more intentional in little spaces or little areas. Some of them might be a bigger swing for you or for your office or for your company. So keep that in mind that we don't expect all of this to happen like overnight in your office space that we want you to just maybe be a little bit more intentional, even if it helps you use less post-its. We feel like we were successful. One thing I do think that the COVID era has done is, I mean, it has created a lot more single use things like outside the office, which is a bummer to me often when I see that we can't do that anymore because of COVID, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And now it's a single use item. But as far as like the office goes, if you really think about it, a lot of things have shifted to being paperless. You know, my husband is, is a teacher and they weren't allowed to really use 
newspaper because they didn't want to have to collect that back and pass that around and all of that. So he shifted to all of his lessons, everything really being digital. Plus then he was prepared for if they had to go fully virtual at any point. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so a lot of that stuff, I'm even thinking about like going to your doctor office, you know, they used to have your huge file and stuff and a lot of that's digital now. So Mm -hmm. I feel like technology as well as the pandemic and making those shifts throughout the past few years have really helped with the environment in that that aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think that has helped. And we're going to talk a little bit about technology and paper today. So let's talk about like how much paper are we currently using because of all the changes that that's been going on. According to a study done by Forbes, the average employee uses more than 10,000 sheets of paper each year. It's worth 80 to hundred dollars per person each year, which is also supported by the school districts I've been in, in which they basically counted out how many sheets of paper per student and figured out that cost. So I have actual support of that. Other than affecting the amount of waste generated by the office, this also affects the efficiency of like your financial expenditure for office supplies. So being in a digital era right now, we're learning how much paper print is just unnecessary. We don't really need it. We use things even just for us here at Love the Green Life. We use Google Drive. We use Slack. We use voice messaging through Voxer. We use a lot of tech tools to help us do things that were in the past very Mm paper-based. I'm glad that we're leading with technology and paperless stuff because I think a lot of people need to cheer that on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, keep that rolling and going because in reality, paper Paper is the biggest waste that's produced by an office space. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I mean, you and I, and all of the work we do for Love the Green Life, we don't really print things off. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a notebook that I use to write in and stuff. A majority of our work, I mean, I would say like 99% of it is like you said, through those tech tools. And it also gives us the ability that you and I live what a half hour from each other. Mm-hmm. We have the ability that we can work on things at any time of the day. So that works around our schedule. And without physically being together, we can get work done. And so technology has made it easier for us, but also more environmentally friendly. Think if we had to print all the stuff that we work on. I mean, oh my gosh. Would, yeah. And then you're not even just wasting the paper. You're also thinking of all the ink and the ink cartridges. Mm-hmm that go along to print all that stuff. Exactly. And here's something that you might not think of as far as office supplies with all that paper is staples. It would drive me nuts because I would have to tear off corners of paper packets in order to put my paper in recycling. And then I still had that little corner piece with a staple in it. Here's something super easy you can do today. If you're able to swap the staples for binder clips, I say binder clips because as a teacher, paper clips work kind of almost maybe, but we've all had it like fan out over the floor in like beautiful peacock feather fashion. (laughs) So binder clips, easy. They're pretty inexpensive and you can keep reusing them over and over again Mm -hmm. um, to contain your paper. Yeah. I used to use those all the time when I taught, I even would buy the bigger ones I'd write on them because I had, you know, different kids on different days or things like that, different teachers. So Mm -hmm. I'd write the teacher's name or Monday, Tuesday, whatever. And then it was an even better way to organize those papers than if I'd staple them together. So, and then you're reusing anything that isn't a one-time use thing is going to be a win. Now, if you do have a ton of paper still, you know, you have no way around that, which I mean, obviously that happens depending on the industry you're in and such. There are ways and steps you can take to still make that paper usage more eco-friendly. If your company offers recycling at a commercial level, and that is perfect, 
If your place of employment does not have the steps to recycle, there's ways that you can take that step on your own. If you're at a big company, you could just do it with your own personal stuff. If that's not something you can do with everybody, you know, or maybe with just your department or something, if it's, you work for like a large company. When I taught the dance studio, one thing that made me really sick every night when I was doing the trash was the amount of single use water bottles because the dancers would bring those. We even had like the Culligan water jugs that were delivered Mm -hmm. so they could refill their bottles. And a lot of them did bring their own bottles, but others just because it's more convenient for them to just grab a bottle and run out the door mm-hmm. would have those and then they would be tossed in the trash so when I'd empty the trash at night I was like oh about it so I got you know recycle bins just like trash cans that were blue and had the recycle symbol on it but I mean you could even just tape <laughs> yeah it doesn't I was gonna say like official my classroom recycle bin was a cracked like Rubbermaid bin mm-hmm. and the kids created art and oh. then they presented to the class what it was. And then we had recycling ambassadors for the classroom. That was like a class job. Yeah. So they would also monitor like the staples <laughs> and also um, those kids would lead the class in our weekly little meeting and tell everybody like, you've been putting your markers in there and they don't belong in that place. Um, we had another place because Crayola will take mm-hmm. all markers yeah. and highlighters and expo things um, switch to color pencils, by the way, they last much longer and they come in prettier colors than disgustingly neon highlighters. Do those. <laughs> Um, because they last longer, but yeah, you can make your own recycle bin. It's just a bin. And then you can take it to recycling areas. And we're going to be giving you some ideas on where you can take these things, your paper, cardboard, even plastic recycling. We'll be talking Mm -hmm. more about that here in a second. And that's what I did at the studios. I put those bins around for people to put the raw balls in. And then I had a bin up at the front desk that I marked for just uh, paper and cardboard, because then I would take home the water bottle, pop can, type bags either and put in my own recycling or there are some places around that you can actually take like your plastic recycling to but then there's also ones which we'll talk about here in just a second where you can take your cardboard so I would do those in two separate ones and you know I mean I would just take it like as I left and drove past on the way home it wasn't like it was this huge task that I was taking on but you know we we had a lot of paper because we'd hang up stuff on bulletin boards we would pass things out you know before we got more techie we had attendance sheets and things like that as well as costume books you know so all of that stuff I just could not handle just going into our dumpster out back and so I took that on myself to do and that's something you can do and obviously if you have a home office and you recycle from home already then that's an easy win for you from your home office so there is a website where you can find recycling centers near you and this is the easiest website to remember ever it's recyclingcenternear.me <laughs> I love the internet. You can also get a paper recycling specific bin to be placed in the parking lot of your office or in the parking lot of your place of work. Or this is a good kind of visual to find because a lot of churches and mm-hmm. even school buildings Um, They have recycling stations in their parking lots. I know personally in our neighborhood, there's a huge set of recycling bins for everything right by our fire station. Mm -hmm. Um, River Valley 
paper is the one that we had near our school. And they actually, for every so many tons or something, the school or the church organization gets like a kickback. So that's kind of nice. You can also, if you're in Akron, Ohio, or in Summit County, Summit Reworks, they do free document shredding, free recycling. They also can come to your place of work and they'll give free presentations as well, which is kind of nice. They'll talk about recycling and things you can do here in Summit County, which is really great. We talked about our Go Green apps. Oh yeah, the uh, Go to our Green app episode. Episode three, the best green apps. We talk about all different kinds of apps, but we do talk about one specific one, which is one I actually kept on my phone mm-hmm. ever since. And that's the iRecycle app. It's really cool. We've talked about in several episodes, how you can just type in whatever it is you're trying to recycle, whether it's technology or batteries, and it will tell you of a place near where you're located, where you can take that to recycle. Another resource that's coming up really soon is Kent State University does every Wednesday in March, you can take any of your technology and they'll recycle it. You just pull up and they just get out of your car and stick in the bin. And that's it. Last year we were working on cleaning our basement up and I took a ton of stuff and it was just super easy there too. So that's something that's coming up really soon that you can check out if you have some technology to recycle. Also want to throw in Paper Karma. You can subscribe or they have a lifetime subscription for 59 bucks, which is kind of expensive, but it will stop all junk mail (laughs) from your residence or place of work. It gives you unlimited stored addresses. You can add mailers to the database, covers mailers from seasonal camp campaigns, a lot of those like consumerism things that are just frustrating. Um, You can opt out of those and it is a paid for service. You can try it for like $4, I think for the month or something. You can stop junk mail for a lifetime, which my birthday is coming up. Just thoughts for people that listen. (laughs) There's just an idea. I'm just throwing it out there. This would make me happy. I hear you because yeah, that kind of stuff, it makes me crazy. We use store ads and stuff in your mail weekly or whatever. We use those to line our litter boxes with even just the amount of like credit card stuff. That's what makes me crazy. Like sign up for this Mm -hmm. credit card. I haven't yet. You don't have to send me another one next month. (laughs) I can't stand the plastic cards. (laughs) And I think we talk about that in that episode. (laughs) Oh yeah. The plastic, it's the size of an envelope, but it's all plastic. Yep. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like you paid so much money for this and I don't care Mm -hmm. about your cable internet service. (laughs) Yep. Like there are children who could use that marketing money for their schoolwork. So some other ways you can reuse, obviously, if you're working from home, this is fabulous for you because you have a whole kitchen to yourself. So you're not using single use items. And even if you're, I know we talked about in our like meal planning episode, we had talked about even if you work from home, kind of packing a lunch for yourself, because Mm -hmm. that will help you with planning, you still have the ability of not making that single use stuff. So if you're packing a lunch for work, you can still, instead of taking plastic throwaway containers and silverware, you can pack your stuff from home and just bring it back. But if you have a lunchroom there that you share with like maybe your department, having coffee mugs there instead of using the styrofoam ones or having silverware or plates or something, and then even taking turns, mm-hmm. you know, doing the dishes or doing a washing on your own or whatever that is that you can work out with your office 
coworkers, but that alone will be a huge reduce in the mm-hmm. waste. You know, just think how much plastic silverware people use and like well, even just like the styrofoam takeout containers, especially the things that aren't able to be recycled. Those are the things that really stick around. Mm-hmm. And you can always check your suppliers, especially like the paper towels, the toiletries, check them for recycling, or if they have products that support reforestation or that specifically work on their carbon footprint, those types of materials, you want to make sure you at least consider those as options. Sometimes they're not financially viable. We hope that things will keep going that way. I know that I've talked about the company who gives a crap. (laughs) That's like a real company. They make bamboo toilet paper and they support um, plumbing and plumbing and toilet around the world in places that need those things. It's very recyclable packaging and Mm -hmm. they have, I think, donated like so many millions of dollars towards reforestation and clean water. So places like that, you can maybe look into where you can buy in bulk. I do it for my home. It can easily be scaled to an office. And if you're reducing the amount of paper and Mm -hmm. ink and all of that stuff that your office is using, then you might have it in your budget by reducing that and by, you know, not having throw away mm-hmm. items in your lunchroom and stuff like that, then you might have that mm-hmm. in your budget to be able to have some more eco-friendly things in your mm-hmm. office. Right. So we talked a little bit about bringing your own water bottle and, you know, working on maybe having water filling stations or just reducing like those paper triangle cups, <laughs> even those you can recycle those, but having some reusable things there is always good. I know that there was a big push there in the 2000s for the Keurigs with the little K-cups. Those have been shown to be highly, highly not compostable items unless you really do some work. So if you have one of those either reduce your personal usage or learn how to recycle those because you can recycle. You can put the coffee in a compost and compost. You can, if you're going to go big, you can have a composting station, but maybe find out other ways to make coffee for your office besides those Korg things. But I struggle sometimes. Maybe you can help me with it. Maybe you have a good idea with this, Jess. Is like, then what do you do with that coffee maker? Mm. You know, like if you're not using it anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, you give it to goodwill, but then you're like, you're just pushing the problem onto somebody else. I should, this is these are the questions that green team members that think be, about could that be recycled <laughs> with the technology recycling with plastic and stuff Ooh, mm-hmm. maybe Ooh, okay that's a thought that's something to look into i'll check our app will they mm-hmm. take coffee makers <laughs> Yeah. And really, if you have a coffee maker, guys can take turns bringing in coffee. You can support local roasters and stuff in your area. I know that's something my husband does with his history department. They have a coffee maker at his school. Each department has their own like Like teacher lounge. Yes. And they have a coffee maker and they kind of take turns bringing in coffee and making it and Mm -hmm. You know, he brings his own cup and refills it. It works out and they don't use those Keurig ones and the throwaway things. And so that's something you can just work out, even if it's just between you and a couple of coworkers rotating through and trying Mm -hmm. out different coffees and stuff like that. Like that could be something fun. Oh, and coffee is beautiful. We're going to be talking about an organic Ethiopian coffee company called Bereka um, within the next month or two. 
So keep an eye out for that. We're going to be talking more about coffee. So really quick on lighting, obviously switching your incandescent lighting to LED, reduce your power usage, having automatic switches. So when the light isn't accidentally left on or off, um, those that's fantastic. I know that there's some like major, major push for those to become the norm in commercial, just electrical things. So that's great. And dimmers. If you're at home, throwing your lighting on a dimmer and there are LED lights that can be dimmed because I know that that's something that even a few years ago was kind of tricky to find the LED lights that can be dimmed. They do have those now. And a different variety, you know, shades and tones. So you have a ideal visual work environment. to meet your needs. Um, a lot of people still think LED mean bright for fluorescent and they don't. All the lights I have right now in my office here are LED mm-hmm. and they have very nice tones to them and mm-hmm. makes it very enjoyable to work in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. My office has a big window. I don't even have any lights on right now. I just use the window. That's some of the best lighting really is just the natural light. It's mm-hmm. the most calming. Like I used to love that when I taught and stuff. I loved when I could be in rooms that had windows and I could just keep, cause you know, in schools, the fluorescent lighting, I could mm-hmm. keep it off. And oh, I constantly had half my lights off mm-hmm. for kids or it's part so, of it. Doesn't or, it, it just feel so much better? It does. It does. And there's been a lot of studies done on children that have hyperactivity or sensory issues that low lighting is actually better for their focus. Mm-hmm. And it's more, th- there's real scientific studies on this, Yeah. Um, especially kids with ADHD that low to dark lighting for some reason, it's just better. It calms them down. It reduces sensory overload. So there's a lot of health benefits to lighting along with things that you can do to help plant office cleaners. Sometimes you can't control your office cleaning, but this is a good discussion to have with your office cleaning company or staff is the things that they're using. Now I know with COVID, you, you really want to work on cleaning things thoroughly and make sure that you are killing all the, the grumpy grumblies, gremlins, germs, and things. Um, however, there are more economically friendly options yeah. and even just ones that have less toxic fragrances. I know we've talked about um, Norwex. In my classroom, I use Meloria cleaners, which for what I needed at school, that was the most convenient at the time with the glass bottle and the spray and things like mm-hmm. that. That's a plant-based cleaner. And that seemed to work super well because it would last a long time. Again, teachers, thrifty. Natalie yeah. doesn't like spending money all the time, but I know you well, could probably talk more about Norwex. Well, and that's right? the one nice thing about Norwex too, is that it saves you money in the long run because you mm-hmm. spend some money up front, but then like my Norwex products, like my cloths and stuff. And we talked a lot more about Norwex, I think in our bathroom episode. Um, oh yeah. If you're more interested in cleaners, definitely check out the home series. Yeah. Cause we, we talked, talked a about, lot about cleaning yeah. and stuff. And I mean, my cloths, I got in 2017 and I have not gotten new ones. I use them daily. So, I mean, mine are seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> and I got I, them when my daughter was yeah, a baby. I know. And that's why I was thinking, I was trying to think like when we got my son, cause that's when I started getting into it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they last and they do, they clean really well. I would use those at the dance studio to clean. Cause I was the cleaner and we used steam mops and thieves cleaning spray, which you, mm-hmm. we could buy a huge bottle of it and then you dilute it. So it's the same thing where it's really economical. And you, if you really don't have any say over, like really have no say over what occurs at your office that you're in, you can always use those kind of things to clean your own space. 
even mm -hmm. if, if it's been cleaned, you can clean it with something more natural to get some of those chemicals off of the space that you have. Mm -hmm. And then we even have talked with a professional cleaning company who said that they don't even advertise it, but what did she say? She uses the Meloria cleaners, right? And mm -hmm. yes. And what did she say? It's like 85% of what she yeah. uses just That's regularly. Mm -hmm. But it's approved because when you're in commercial buildings or when you're mm -hmm. in, you know, school, <laughs> yeah, they have rules and regulations. You have to, there, there's health regulations. Right. Yes. So you kind of have to work with what you have yep. until the rest of the world can. Yeah. Change. All right. Finally. And we left this to last is greenery indoor plants. Absolutely. Not only brighten their indoor air quality. They're great for just giving off oxygen into a small space, which we all need. And it's something so pretty to look at. In my home office, I have two plants. It's the only place in my whole house that I have plants. It's because I have cats, but mm -hmm. I have a hanging spider plant right above my head because my, mm -hmm. my desk faces the window. And then right Next to my computer, I have a really adorable succulent that is going crazy because it's right by the window. And I just love it. I love looking mm -hmm. at it and spritzing it with my cute little oh, plant yeah. spritzer. <laughs> yes. And there's even plants that can that will stay green even if they're in very, very low light. A golden pothos, a lot of times those are in hanging baskets because they make these really pretty stripy leaves that hang. They use very little light and they filter out your air, but those are toxic when they're eaten. So you got to be careful if you have pets. Yes. So be careful. Um, yep. Spider plants are safe for animals and that, pets. That was why I picked that one because mm -hmm. even though it's hanging, my animals can't get to it, but if something drops off of it, same thing with the succulent I chose because I had a different succulent and I did notice some bite marks in it when mm. it was in my kitchen. It was on my windowsill, my kitchen. So moving into my office, the cats don't come in here. So this is where I can have like my fun plants, but I definitely researched that. And I also researched which ones could handle low light because I only have one mm -hmm. window in here and this room is pretty dark most of the time. And it was very easy to find, you know, it's not mm -hmm. like I had to go all over the place to find this rare plant mm -hmm. that could handle those conditions. And I've had them since last June when we set up my office and they're doing fantastic. I think that is a great way to just mm -hmm. make your office, regardless if it's a home or actually at the office, it mm -hmm. makes it a little bit brighter and nicer for you as yep. well as helping the environment. And one last plant that is animal safe is dwarf bananas. I say this because the, the name of it's so cute, like a dwarf banana. It just makes me picture like this cute little like bunch of bananas. But what's nice about those plants is they not only help clean the air, obviously oxygenate the air, but they also provide the air with some moisture too, which is great in the winter months when the air gets more dry and things like that. And it's still, you know, filters out the air and things like that. So that's nice. Um, oh, and they're really pretty looking too. Yeah. Dwarf banana. Yeah. They can get really tall. I don't know why they call them dwarf bananas because they can get pretty tall, <laughs> but they're basically a larger leaf type plant versus the golden pothos, which has the little pretty stripy ones. If you want to be an MVP, you can have an aquaponic garden. 
I had one in my classroom. We had a whole aquaponics system with fishies and we grew all kinds of things. So obviously I'm going to shout out to aquaponics and you can do this and they have aquaponic walls. You can grow just things for your office or just plants. I've even seen offices that have aquaponic walls where they just grow strawberries, which is just fun, like all year round. Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) And I also really love living furniture. I got a blooming table over the summer. It was something that I had stared at forever since I saw, since the company came out. It's furniture that you can put plants in. You can make an entire ecosystem in your furniture. I have a coffee table, but they also make side tables and all kinds of things too. So looking at ways to decorate and make your functional office furniture more eco-friendly by having more plant life in there. I have succulents in mine. Can we make a like wish list of things we want for our future office together? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> all this stuff, I'm like, oh yes, please. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes. I want I to it. just go over and pick strawberries. I'm ready for my snack time. <laughs> Right? And then there's <laughs> classrooms that they've built them and they grow produce all year round. My class Skyped with them. Like we saw it, like we've <sighs> visually seen classrooms. Um, one was in, I think Yuma, Arizona. They're the ones that had strawberries growing on the wall. They made it like with, but they had like engineers. This was a high school class. So they like for real built it. But my, I don't even know what grade we did this in. Was it second grade? My second grade talked to them. I don't remember what grade I was teaching at the time. Sorry. Um, But we actually researched different gardening systems for classrooms. And that one was incredible. Blew us all away. Wow. I also would love, like, there's a restaurant by me that has this. This is actually like a winery, but instead of having like artwork hanging up, it's like wooden boxes. And inside the box on the wall is all kinds of like greenery with like succulents and ferns and air plants, like that kind of stuff. And it's gorgeous. I actually took pictures of it when we were there over the summer mm-hmm. um, oh it's very feng shui to have plants in your space yeah it's just soothing. I took a little course on classroom feng shui long ago so you always want to have like earth fire wind and water and then they usually go with however your room like the this depends on where the door faces mm-hmm. <laughs> all right if you have green office examples please share them with us We'd love to see it. Show us your plant babies. Jess and I also live in our own jungles. So we love seeing (laughs) what you're growing or killing because Lord knows I've had struggles (laughs) with my indoor plants. I know. (laughs) To the point where I was planning to do an indoor plant episode, but then like I had my plants die and I was like, I I can't, I can't, I'm not qualified yet. I need to work on it. (laughs) And I'm pretty proud of these two that I've kept alive in the house because I've gone through three air plants and cannot get the air plant to live. So it seems so silly. (laughs) I can't get that one to work. These other two are doing really well, knocking on wood. Well, share with us your recycling, your tech, your greenery, what you're doing for coffee, your cleaners. Show us your LED lights. We'd love to see it. Share it with us on Facebook at Love the Green Life Community. Um, Make sure to like our page and find us on Instagram. And we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We would love for you to follow us, leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. 
Your support will help our nonprofit be able to do more good in the world. See you next time.